Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Let's continue our look at some of the developments in digital technology that we've heard about recently, for better or, alas, sometimes for worse, in these first few weeks of the new year. It is now 2022, and that means it won't be long before it's time to pay federal taxes for 2021. The IRS is terribly understaffed, thanks to congressional budget cutbacks of the agency over the years, and COVID has only made the IRS's staffing shortage worse. At last report, there were over 10 million paper tax returns for 2020 that were sent in by April of 2021 that hadn't even been processed yet. And it's almost time now for folks to begin submitting their returns for 2021. Not surprisingly, the IRS is encouraging people to set up accounts and pay their taxes online. In terms of getting a refund faster if a person is due a refund, it's probably not a bad idea. For those who already have accounts at irs.gov or who intend to be setting such accounts up soon, you'd better get ready to smile because the IRS has just signed a contract with an ID verification company called, appropriately enough, ID.me. Starting later in the year, probably in the summer, ID.me thinks that if you want to have a government account, you'd better upload a selfie photo. Oh yeah, and also a government ID of some sort, and of course, a utility bill. What? You don't have a utility bill because you rent or because your utilities are in a roommate's name or whatever? No problem. Just contact ID.me to set up a video support call to get everything straightened out. Brian Krebs of the Krebs on Security blog decided to try to set up a new account, but he, one of the savviest security experts on two feet, couldn't get the ID.me site to set up an account for him. So, as the site suggested, he chose to initiate a video call with a support person. Unfortunately, he never completed it, since the wait time was announced at a convenient 3 hours and 47 minutes when he tried. Heaven help us mere mortals as we try to deal with this new external contractor. In the immortal words of just about every real tech support expert in the world when faced with a contractor like this new one, supposedly to reduce IRS fraud, what could possibly go wrong? As this new system rolls out, we'll let you know. Meanwhile, there are other things that might bear looking askance at these days. Many folks have probably seen the so-called QR codes plastered on everything from lampposts to the packages of some new doodad that we buy. We're told to take a photo with our phone of the funny-looking box with lines and blocks in it, and then we'll be sent to a website to do anything from ordering a pizza to getting a look at the Mona Lisa. Or, if you live in one of several Texas cities, to send money electronically to pay for your parking meter fee at a meter or at a pay box on the street. Except that perhaps we may have gotten a bit too accustomed to those QR codes, because it turned out that in San Antonio, Austin, and Houston, scammers had pasted phony Q code stickers on parking meters and pay stations, and if users clicked on them, they weren't paying parking fees to those cities at all. 
the money was going to some bunch of thieves who phonied up the Q code sticker and had the money sent via that code to their pockets, not to the cities. Yep, the digital world can be very convenient. It can also be a convenient way for lowlives to try to trick us out of a few bucks, or a few thousand. As the desk sergeant on Hill Street Blues used to say every morning to the officers at morning meeting, be careful out there. Meanwhile, we're all pretty aware that our personal lives and personal information is being examined these days by an assortment of artificial intelligence algorithms which can identify us from our facial features, from our walking style, from our voices on the phone, from patterns on what we click on while we're on the web, and now, it seems, by the way we play chess and potentially do other very personal, individualized activities. This is potentially a big deal. In a paper entitled, quote, Detecting Individual Decision-Making Style, Exploring Behavioral Stylometry in Chess, end quote, presented at the 35th Conference on Neural Information Processing Systems 2021, the authors were able to identify online chess players by their style of play, 98% of the time. From the paper abstract, quote, the advent of machine learning models that surpass human decision-making ability in complex domains has initiated a movement towards building AI systems that interact with humans. Many building blocks are essential for this activity, with a central one being the algorithmic characterization of human behavior. While much of the existing work focuses on aggregate human behavior, an important long-range goal is to develop behavioral models that specialize to individual people and can differentiate among them. To formalize this process, we study the problem of behavioral stylometry, in which the task is to identify a decision-maker from their decisions alone. We present a transformer-based approach to behavioral stylometry in the context of chess, where one attempts to identify the player who played a set of games. Our method operates in a few-shot classification framework and can correctly identify a player from among thousands of candidate players with 98% accuracy given only 100 labeled games." End quote. In other words, folks who play chess online, and maybe play in many different sites, can be identified by this algorithm 98% of the time if the algorithm has a record of the moves that a person made in 100 games. Ponder that for a moment, and think about what other things might be susceptible to this sort of stylometry analysis, and what some of the implications might be. While the goal of this type of algorithm is to figure out ways that technology can serve individuals better, there are other possibilities. To their credit, the authors do realize that the new tech that they're exploring could be problematic. Quote, as this work pursues the identification of individuals from behavioral traces, it raises important ethical questions. In principle, although our main goal is to specialize behavioral models in the service of more human-compatible AI, the methodology we present and others like it could be abused by bad actors. 
The most salient concerns revolve around user privacy, as sufficiently powerful stylometry methods could be used to de-anonymize individuals." End quote. Here we have another case of the promise of great benefit from technology coming up against the promise of potential great harm. How we control what we create for the good has been, for eons, and remains today, a major question for those working in tech, and for all of us, and we'll probably be pondering it over and over again on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. Mm -hmm.